I'm Aaron Schachter filling in for Marco Werman. This is The World. For the past three months, we've been reporting on a global conversation that began with a horrific crime. The crime was the brutal gang rape and murder of a young woman in New Delhi. Her death sparked a wave of protests in India, demanding an end to violence against women there. And those protests got people all over the world talking about the violence women suffer everywhere. We've been following and contributing to that conversation online at theworld.org under the heading World Gender. And in India, the protests haven't stopped. About 100 women marched in New Delhi today, International Women's Day, calling for tougher sentences for rapists. Such protests have raised awareness about the frequent violence and abuses faced by women in India, but at the same time, a growing number of Indian women are enjoying unprecedented opportunities. They're getting educated, getting jobs, and playing a more prominent role in society than ever before. The world's Ritu Chatterjee grew up in India. She wanted to explore how Indian girls today see their futures, how they choose a path through a shifting cultural landscape. So, to better understand what's happening with India's half a billion women and girls, Ritu decided to focus on just one. I met 12-year-old Sarita Meena last year. I was in a remote part of India with some health workers who were interviewing school kids when I noticed a skinny girl in a yellow dress standing to my left. She kept answering questions for other kids. Sarita was surprisingly outgoing. And later on, she offered to give me a tour of the school and village. Her village is called Deoli. It's a tiny place surrounded by vast swaths of farmland. Huts made of stone and mud sit on narrow dirt roads. Sarita's short hair and confidence struck me as unusual in this setting. Her home state, Rajasthan, is culturally conservative. Girls and women here rarely talk to strangers. They're supposed to be quiet and shy. Months later, I decided to explore the changing role of women in India to find out how women are navigating these changes, even in remote corners of the country. So I decided to go back to Sarita's village to meet her again. (laughs) When I visit Sarita's school, it's lunchtime. Some boys are playing on the playground, and there among them is Sarita. If it wasn't for her skirt, Sarita might easily pass for another boy on the team. Her hair's even shorter than when I first met her. The kids are playing a game of kabaddi, which involves two warring teams. Sarita's female classmates watch from the sidelines. But Sarita's among the boys, playing aggressively. A generation ago, this would have been impossible. A girl sharing a school playground with boys. In fact, until recently, girls in this village didn't go to school at all. That's changed, thanks to efforts by the government and non-profits to promote girls' education. Still, it's clear that Sarita stands out among the girls. And I can't help wondering how she turned out this way. Her mother, Gayatri Devi, tells me her daughter has always been fearless. She says, if my husband and I are fighting over something small and he blames me, Sarita scolds him. She says, Papa, it's your fault too. She isn't afraid. She scolds him in a loud voice. But I soon realize that Sarita's confidence comes at least partly from her mother. After all, her mother is educated. She grew up elsewhere and studied till junior high. 
the vast majority of women in this village got no schooling and are illiterate. And Sarita is the first to acknowledge that her mother plays a big role in her life. My mother always tells me, don't let anything disturb you in your studies, she says. When you get older, you can goof off as much as you like. This is your time to study. You won't have this opportunity later. But Sarita's father perhaps has an even stronger influence on her. One day, as I walk with her to school, Sarita tells me how much her father supports her. Did you see how much Papa helps me? She says. If I'm studying, no matter what else is going on, Papa never asks me to help with housework. See, I was studying this morning, right? And did Papa ask me for help? He cooked me breakfast, didn't he? He did cook breakfast, which surprised me. A husband helping his wife in the kitchen is still an uncommon sight in Indian households. Sarita's father, Tulsi Ram Meena, is a tall, reserved man and works as a teacher in a public school. He says he's always wanted Sarita and her two older sisters to get a good education. As a teacher, it's my responsibility to educate my daughters, he says. Five years ago, he moved his two older daughters to a nearby city that had better schools. They're among the handful of girls who've left the village for higher education. He tells me with pride that his oldest daughter is now in college, the first girl in the family to study this far. If they can stand on their own two feet, he says, they will live a good life, marry into good homes, and they won't have to depend on anyone. Financial independence is something Sarita aspires to as well. If I have a job, she says, it'll help my family. She says, if I can stand on my own two feet, that's the best thing. And so she takes her schoolwork seriously and hopes to follow in her sister's footsteps and leave the village for higher education. But while she's living with her parents... Sarita also makes herself useful at home. She's constantly looking for ways to help her mother with housework. When I show up one morning at her house, she's in the wide, sunny courtyard stuffing books in her school bag. She declares she wants to make chai for us, then dashes off to the corner of the courtyard that serves as the family's kitchen. The kitchen has two stoves, a gas one and a wood stove. Sarita lights up the gas stove, puts on a saucepan and starts to make chai with crushed ginger, cardamom and fresh buffalo milk. At one point she calls out to her mother. Mummy, she says, hurry up and knead the dough. Sarita wants rotis for breakfast and lunch. Then, realizing her mother is running behind with cleaning the house, Sarita turns to the pile of firewood next to her. She takes some twigs, breaks them and lights up the wood stove so she can save her mother some time and work. It strikes me that Sarita's personality has two conflicting sides. Here she is being the traditional dutiful daughter, helping her mother in the kitchen at the tender age of 12. She also loves to sew. She proudly showed me the dozen skirts she's made for her doll. Then there's Sarita the tomboy, who wears her hair short, plays with boys and is ambitious. Her parents tell me that people in the village call her their son. But to Sarita, it's clear that she's a girl. And aspects of her life are still defined by tradition. 
For example, tradition says a girl's real home is not her parents. Her parents are merely looking after her until she gets married. And when she marries, she will move into her husband's home where she'll spend the rest of her life. In traditional Indian society, a man brings his wife home with him and together the couple look after his parents. That's why Sarita desperately wants a brother to look after her parents. Everyone has a brother, she says. I want a brother too. When we three sisters get married and go to our in-laws, then, she says, who's going to be here with mummy? Who's going to make sure she eats well? Now, I grew up in India, in an urban middle-class family. I can't understand why three smart, ambitious daughters are still pining for a brother. After all, if Sarita and her sisters become financially independent, can't they share the task of looking after their parents? So I ask Sarita, Why can't you come and visit your parents after you get married and stay with them periodically? She pushes back. Can you spend all your life with your mother? She asks me. Tell me, when you get married, would you spend the rest of your life with your family? No. I realize that for most women in India, once they're married, they're expected to focus on their new family and not on their parents. That's what my mother did. But I also know families where sisters share the care of aging parents. So I ask Sarita, why couldn't you bring your mother to your new home after you get married? No, she says, that doesn't look nice. My in-laws might not like it. I'm struck by how vehemently this fearless tomboy defends certain traditions. She simply cannot imagine a scenario where her husband and his family might be okay with her looking after her parents. But she does occasionally throw out a radical idea. Maybe she won't get married. Maybe she'll get a job and continue to live with her parents and look after them. Her predicament is one faced by millions of women in India's cities and villages. As new opportunities open up for women, they need to decide for themselves how far they are willing to push against tradition. Doing things in a new way can bring stress and uncertainty. Ultimately, for Sarita and her forward-thinking family, it would be a lot easier if they just had a son. Sarita's mother says people in the village are always nagging her to keep trying for a son. Ketan, bolten ba yek bacha to ne do. People say you should have at least one boy, she tells me. We didn't think much about this before. We thought girls are good. If we can educate them, we'll find good homes for them to marry into. But these days, she says she does worry about the absence of a son. It's only on my last day here that I realize how much the absence of a son haunts Sarita's mother. Sarita has just returned from spending two days with her sisters in the town where they live now. I had accompanied her on the trip and had loaned her my camera. Back home, Sarita shows the pictures to her mother. Her mother beams at her daughter. Suddenly, she looks up at me smiling and says this. If only she was a boy, we'd have been so fortunate, she says. Our lives would have been complete. Sarita tugs at her mother's hand, showing her yet another picture. She says, look at my dress. For the world, I'm Ritu Chatterjee, Deoli, India. (laughs) 
The music you're hearing is part of a video about a day in Sarita's life. You can see it and Sarita's pictures of her family and friends at theworld.org. Also, how have gender roles and stereotypes changed or not where you live? Tell us about an event or experience that has shaped your views on men's and women's roles in society on our World Gender page at theworld.org or tweet with the hashtag WorldGender. Ritu's story was produced in collaboration with PRX, the Public Radio Exchange. It is part of the Global Story Project with support from the Open Society Foundations.